Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We're back again, talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Good level with you, Connor. Mm. I had three hours of sleep last night. Oh, no. And I finished work a little while ago, so... (laughs) I think I'm firing on all cylinders, is what you'd call it. I think some would say peak physical condition. I would say peak human condition. Yeah, yeah. If In the Marvel World of Seven ratio, you are an eight. But uh, currently, <laughs> c- currently, I would say this week, what you need is you need big stories. You need something Huge to grab ones. you. Grab you by the balls, <laughs> right? And swing me around. <laughs> As as on a classic phrase, grab me by the balls and swing me around like nobody's <laughs> business. But, and Sean, I think I have those very stories this week, because this is movie news, this is movie Mondays. We have hot goss, hot off the presses, some might be here saying slander, we don't <gasps> know. We're just saying there might just be some news in amongst all this idiocy. And we're starting with... Han Solo this week, Sean. And there is news that Han Solo, Alden Eidenreich, best known as Han Solo, (laughs) the most famous of the Solos, um, he has said that he would like to return as Han Solo in certain conditions. So there are rumors (laughs) going around that there could be another Solo film. Sean, what are your thoughts? Uh, Look, you know what? Fair fucks to him for saying he'd do it again, because he was put through hell, mainly by us, but also... Mostly you. I think he got rinsed in the press, just for being like... Because he couldn't, uh, he couldn't improv very well. Which uh, that, was, that was when they had uh, the Lego movie guys. Lord and uh, Miller. Lord and Miller, and Spider-Verse. Um, yeah, yeah, the whole thing was that they were doing 
multiple takes of every scene and just changing things every time. And Which is fine if you have a comedic actor or an actor who is used to that kind of thing. But all that Eidenreich, I'm sure he's a lovely man and I'm sure he's a talented actor, but if this was probably his biggest movie he had done to that time. And so, of course, he's nervous. And when you're nervous, when you're on take 13, you're not going to be coming up with the funniest gags. No, not at all. And, like, I... Oh, what's what? I, the computer has some input? The viewer has said that I should not attack the, the keyboard. That's what it said. <laughs> You're just voicing your opinions on Alden there. <laughs> it, it hates Solo. <laughs> Loves The Last Jedi. Do you know what? I actually watched uh, the first act of Solo um, about a month ago. Mm. Uh, and I, I was, to be fair, drunk. <laughs> I but knew you were going to say drunk. <laughs> up until... Uh, do, do you know the train heist? Up until the first minute, yeah. No, up until the yeah, train yeah. heist, go on. Up until the train heist. It's a solid, like, enjoyable watch. Mm. And then after it, it's just like... And I I stopped watching at the train heist. Because even in my... In my not with its <laughs> In state, your slumber. In my slumber, I was like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy watching the rest of this movie. I even think the train heist is pretty good in that no, film. N- Sorry, up to and including the train heist. Okay. Yeah. Then after that, it becomes just bullshit. Yeah, when, when they when it becomes like them going to that weird desert planet. What's that called? Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Could be anywhere, but it it's uh, the whole last act just feels a bit meh. Whereas at least I know what you're saying because up until that point. I think it was a fine film. Like, a film can just be 7 out of 10. It can be pretty decent. And yeah. The, and it was let it down. Was, it was. And I don't think he was at fault because he... I believe him as Han Solo is the thing. I don't, And it's not... He's not doing a Harrison Ford impression. He's doing... Uh, like, he's embodying Han Solo. I, like, I never for a second questioned him. It's just a, like the story that's around him I have a problem with. Yeah, and the characters are not, they're not uh, groundbreaking or, like, grabbing. No, and, but also I think it's, I I wonder what his conditions for coming back would be. Because is it another, like, quote-unquote, solo story? Or is it, like, he wants to be in a Star Wars, another prequel or something like that? Well, originally they were going to do three solo films, was it not? They were I going to have like loads this. of these prequels. Yeah, it was going to be. They're going to. I think yeah, a trilogy of Han Solo movies. There's going to be a Boba Fett film, mm. uh, an Obi Wan movie, <laughs> and they just then Solo didn't do terribly well, so they just cancelled everything. Yeah, like, Solo made. Swoop. Solo made four hundred million dollars off a two hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Now that's a hundred and fifty dollars extra, and to, to me and you, that's like I know that's spare change, yes. but to them, that felt like a bit of a loss because four hundred million for a Star Wars summer blockbuster, which this was, it came out in May, was was seen as a massive letdown, and they were kind of they were very scared to go back to it, especially with Lord and Miller getting fired. And then you bring in Ron Howard in to finish off the film. Like, it was just... It was a bit of a troubled production, which then didn't help when it didn't make as much money as they thought it was going to make. And immediately Star Wars kind of backed off and said, well, 
we've got episode eight lined up. Don't worry, lads. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, and this is, and they they were very very quick. I think to just drop it and rumor. I don't I don't know. Are we still doing rumors and speculation? On this show? <laughs> we can do rumors, slander, speculation. Who do you want to attack, and where do you want to go with this? Well, let's let's start at the top. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> The mouse. Give me what you'd feel about the mouse. No, uh, there was a rumor. I, I, I get these, this like these like terrible forms of reporting pushed to my phone. In that, some YouTuber made a video about how he heard that uh, they're thinking of making the sequel trilogy, which is Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. Mm. They're thinking of making that non-canon. <laughs> and. <laughs> Just having right. it in like an alternate universe kind of interesting. A thing. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's really smart. Oh, that that like, and it would be the ultimate backpedal, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, that didn't happen. So just la 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 la, that didn't happen. But now we can't like. Now we've lost our opportunity to use Princess Leia and Harris and uh, Han Solo. I was going to say Harrison Ford, but yeah. But I guess you can just get Alden Ironreich. Yeah, you bring Alden in as old man Han Solo, even though he's thirty-one. Just age him up. <laughs> Just age him up. They're always aging people down in these movies. I want to bring in Alden, and Harrison Ford is like waiting on the call. And they're like, he had. They have to hire me. Yeah. <laughs> Alden's like, sitting- get out of the way, old man. This is not for you. He's just sitting in a big armchair next to the dude who played the CGI dog in Call of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> um, well Alden says this is my favourite Alden quote because he's very similar to John Boyega these days It just and Oscar Isaac they just don't want that to do with this franchise really anymore um, and Alden has said he was asked what about his potential Star Wars future would he play Han Solo again and his exact words were it depends on what it is it depends on how it's done and it depends if it feels an aid to the story which, to me, says they better send me a fucking good script because I'm not doing another bad one. Uh, yeah, or they better be a fucking massive check. Yeah, because they they did try to start the viral hashtag of hashtag make Solo 2 happen. So maybe there's a, a rabid fan base for this. I didn't think there was. I think Solo is, a, as we've said, it's definitely not the worst Star Wars movie of the past five to ten years. Um, no, it's, it's just not. a grand movie. Yeah, and Solo 2, if it learned from all the mistakes, could be a very, very good Star Wars movie. Um, And it would be a very cool way to bring Ray Park back as Darth Maul, like, in the film universe. Yeah, he's he's in that movie. Like, that would be the perfect way to introduce him, because Darth Maul has a massive following. So, if you bring Maul in, you bring bring Solo 2 back imagine just imagine the trailer like it's very similar to the Phantom Menace trailer that everyone downloaded at like one bit a second yeah like one bit an hour but like if you just have Solo the tra- Solo 2 trailer going along and the very last shot is Darth Maul lighting back up the two the double sided lightsaber yeah and it's Solo 2 and, it's and then the next scene is him just butchering Solo too. Solo, like it's just him butchering Alden Eidenreich for the next ten minutes. Just Ray Park behind the scenes with a big stick, <laughs> beating, the beating the shit out of him. <laughs> I'd watch we it. We have to, we have to make him cripple so he can play old hand Solo. What better what way to do it than beat him to shit? 
Why did we make Solo 2 a snuff film? <laughs> this is weird, but also intriguing. It's intriguing. Certainly uh, better than Solo 1. <laughs> it has to be. Ron Howard's like nodding in the car like, we've done it, lads. Everyone go home. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news and this is actually a follow on to a piece of story we had last week and um, this is the Batman TV spin-off on HBO Max that was going to be called Gotham PD now Sean I knew you were very excited about this Gotham PD we thought how is it going to work is it just going to be the police officers sitting around as the Batman solves all the crimes in Gotham as is normally yes. the way it's um, exactly what's going to happen however we have now learned that the spin-off on HBO Max, Gotham PD, will be a prequel to the Batman. It's, so, it's Gotham! <laughs> it's just fucking Gotham. They're gonna just do Gotham again. But, like, is is there any interest in this? <laughs> I get, no, I get, I get the, how, I know exactly how this, this has been pitched. Is right. that they've said, yeah, but what about the regular police in Gotham? Like, everyone focuses on Batman. We want to look at the man on the ground. And someone who's never watched Gotham before has said, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Fuck, why didn't we think of that? Is there any shows like this? I don't think so. I really start- don't think so. Let me just do a Google search for Gotham. No, no, it's a waste oh. of time. <laughs> Wait, who is this? Oh, your one was a Deadpool. I don't know who this one is. Um, and Ryan from the OC. <laughs> who Ooh. is this guy? And 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 the guy, the kid from Shameless. He's two <laughs> jokers. The original bad boy from the OC, Ryan. What's he up to these days? You leave Ryan from the OC alone, okay? <laughs> Um, I just think that we have now found out that this will be a prequel, which makes it even more pointless, surely. They must be doing this as a way to be like, wow, Gotham is so bad, like, the world, like, Batman is needed. Like, it'll be up until the point just before Batman comes in that Gotham is at its worst, but surely that's just the saddest TV show of all time. If it's just all about how Gotham PD are shit... That's and the, the crime th- lads run the town. Yeah, because you're what you're doing there is because a lot of the thing and a lot of the arguments against having Batman be like your main crime enforcer is that he breeds like the insanity that he fights. Like yeah. by and large, up until Batman shows up, there's no real quote unquote supervillains. Um but then, yeah, there's crime bosses, like there's the Falcones and the guys who run the Mafia, but there's no Joker or the Riddler. Yeah, so this series is just going to be a cop show, but, like, hampered by a universe that it's trying to set up, that it's never going to, like, you're never going to get to see that universe. It's just going to be, oh, there's this kid called Edward Nigma who just solved the case, and, like, it, it, a load of ham-fisted references... Is this, that, but that's just what Gotham is, is it not? That's what Smallville was. <laughs> yeah, it's Smallville and Gotham again. But is this just... Matt Reeves is meant to be involved in the production of this show. Like, he's not just throwing it off to somebody else. He is meant to be in heavily involved in the development and production, and maybe he might probably step in and direct an episode or two. But 
just in regards, he would be the one who's trying to set up this universe. Maybe they see this as, um, you know, like if they're bringing out uh, a movie or a comic book movie, they release a comic book to yeah. to come go out with it. Maybe this is like just a really, really extravagant uh, prequel to whatever movie is going to be coming out. That's possible, but because it's like a HBO streaming service, I'm worried that they're going to do like 45 minute episodes and drag the shite out of it. Yeah, like, no, it'll be it'll be ten episodes long, and at least four of them won't be needed. Exactly. It's like if this was, you know, ten minute web shorts, and then do ten of them, and it's what it's Colin like, Farrell we- as the Penguin, and like you cover all of the crime bosses as they are before the Batman comes in. Yeah, or even you do it like, and maybe I'm asking too much, and maybe it defeats the purpose of a prequel. But maybe you have it that like. It's a series of vignettes of, like, Jim Gordon or, you know, uh, any of the officers interviewing street-level thugs. And you're just getting these vague descriptions uh, and they're terrified. And it's bat- you, you realise they're talking about Batman. Oh, shit. And that would be like, great. Yeah, and, and you, it, it builds the world and it builds Batman. And you put it out before the movie and, like, he's... At this point in the story, Batman will be terrifying to criminals, but he's also not practiced. Mm. So you get to you get to know the level that Batman is at before you see him. In like, I'm just imagining that trailer playing out. Like, I think that would be an amazing trailer for this movie. I'm, I know this is not on the prequel idea, but <laughs> this uh, this has just put that picture in my head of like you have the crime bosses and Jim Gordon's like, "What did you see?" And they're just like, oh, you don't believe it, man. He just came out of nowhere. Like, he just dropped out. And then, like, they're just... Everything is very similar to... I know it's very Batman Begins, but it would be similar just in terms of, like, you don't ever get a clear shot of what he's doing. Like, they're just... They come in with black eyes and broken boards, and they're just like, he just hit me like a truck. I didn't know where he came from. And he just popped out, and he just... He was out of there before we even seen him. Yeah, and, and, and like, you have the, the detectives in the background, like... They're putting together the information they can, but they're never going to jump to the conclusion that it's a guy in a fucking bat suit. <laughs> yeah, they're just like looking at each other like, are, are we sure this isn't just like another um, a crime boss? Like another a mob who's like trying to start a war? And then Jim Gordon's like, no, it's too clean. It, it wouldn't be like that. And they're just trying to figure out who the fuck is causing all of this mayhem. Yeah, and you'd have this moment where Jim Gordon, because he, he's presumably a good cop in this, he, he realised like, Lads, he's not killing anyone. Like, he's purposely letting them live. Yeah, fucking hell. I think that would be great, but that's not what this news is. <laughs> no, that's not what's going to happen. We're, we're, we're going to get... We're going to see Harvey Dent and people say, what a two-faced prick. We're going to see... <laughs> we're going to see, uh, like, Jonathan Crane. Yeah. Uh, just like standing out in, in a, a field, in a field, just standing in a field <laughs> of weed. <laughs> standing in a field, it's like Jesus, it's very windy today. It's like, oh, it's a fucking Easter egg. Oh, nailed it again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just gonna be a series of Easter eggs, and I'm not gonna watch it. Oh yeah, I just think this show. I mean, I I have been very excited about the Batman, and maybe this show will be very good. But on the surface, just this this just seems like an idea that is not needed. Um, unless, as you said, you do it in shorts, but it's HBO Max, they're not going to do it in shorts. Like, they're going to do a full series of this. 
Yeah, and while it would be interesting to see, you know, Matt Reeves direct a ten minute short, mm. I don't I don't I don't think you pay Matt Reeves to do that, if that makes sense. No, I don't think so. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is actually involving four favourites of the pod here. We've got the Russo brothers. So Ooh. far, so good. We've got Chris Evans. And Ooh. we have Ryan Gosling. Um, Ryan Gosling hmm. and Chris Evans to star in the Russo brothers' The Grey Man, which will be Netflix's most expensive film ever made. Jesus. I mean, yes. if you have to trust it to anyone. So, Netflix, of course, have been he- very much get- trying to get into the to the movie-making business for years now. They've, they've had extraction there, like, was that, like, five months ago with Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to... Was, yeah. What's, what's the one recently? Uh, sorry, that's a, that's a terrible way. What's, what's the one recently? There, no, there was one, uh, I forget the name of it, but it came out and it was viewed in like 75 million homes. Or so, the Old Guard, that was a. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. And is that Charlie Theron? It is, yeah. Yeah. And then you also have, say, Bird Box. They tried a bit of horror with Bird Box. So they've been trying very much to get into this world. And they've been kind of. They've been kind of getting a bit of success, bit of success. But a lot of Netflix, like, is more for documentaries. People like. Netflix's own series or whatever movies not so much but if you get the Russo brothers who we have to say after Avengers and the whole MCU I'm pretty positive they were the hottest commodity in Hollywood just in terms of what are they going to do next because they had a lot of money in the bank that they couldn't really go wrong yeah like they, they had proofs they could do the biggest movie of all time yeah and I think if ever there was a time to come off that and make a lot more money it's probably to make the best mo- or the biggest movie of all time and then just be like well we made the biggest movie of all time so we're just gonna hand you're gonna hand us a blank check and let's just see what happens let's just do it why not let's try it yeah and so they have joined up with Netflix to make a movie called The Grey Man and they have cast Chris Evans of course they know him well from the MCU and Ryan Gosling uh, uh, as a duo, and the movie is meant to have a budget of over two hundred million dollars. So Netflix is going all out with this. Yeah, and that's interesting because if if that movie were to come out in cinemas, the way it's generally factored in is that after marketing and everything, if a movie costs two hundred million dollars, it would need to break four hundred million in order to be considered successful. Mm. Uh, but how do you calculate that if someone is paying a monthly fee? You, you know, see, like, you can't really. Like they, they would just be able to be like, okay, well, we have this many subscribers in the world. Yeah, and it, uh, presumably they can see like watch times and everything like that. But it, it, it's a weird one because you you reach this saturation point where everyone who's going to get Netflix will already have Netflix at some point, and there'll be some yeah. people who just aren't interested, and nothing you put on it will, uh, will draw them in. So I think that like. This this is kind of clever in that they're making a big budget movie just for Netflix, um, which I just say is it's the most expensive one they've ever done. So there's there's no real precedent for the kind of effect it'll have on drawing in customers. And the Green Man is meant to be it's like an espionage thriller. They're saying it, they are hoping that this is a franchise starter. 
with Gosling and Evans in the lead. So it, they're thinking, if this is a franchise starter, that would mean probably the Russos would have to come back for a second time, or a third time. And this movie, I think, is guaranteed that it will be like number one for about six months. Somewhere oh, yeah. in, every, in every single list. Yeah, like it's going to be... It, and see, if this were to come out right now, it would do insanely well, I think. Mm. Um, and now when it eventually comes out, who knows what state cinemas will be in. But... See, is it, that's the thing. See, that's why Netflix... This is like the best time for Netflix to announce this, because cinemas are completely up in the air. And so all these all these cinemas are like, oh, God, we might be going out of business. And Netflix is over here like, yeah, we've got the biggest directors in the world. Um, and we're putting $200 million into a movie that stars Gosling and Chris Evans as spies who are against each other. Like, that's... It's a recipe for success, really, isn't it? Because they're two of the most loved actors. Um, it's, it's also based off uh, Mark Graney's 2009 novel. Uh, it's about a freelance assassin and former CIA operative named Court Gentry, to be played by Ryan Gosling. Uh, Chris will play Lloyd Hansen, also a former CIA agent. Um, the script has been written by Joe Russo and polished off by Steve McFeely of Captain America and the Avengers movies. So it's the same writers and directors who've written all of the Captain America, Winter Soldier and Avengers movies that they've been involved in. Jesus. There. <laughs> this movie has no right to fail, I'll say that much. That's why, like, when I read this, I was just like, Netflix are literally just, they've all they've done is they've just dropped a big bag of money on the table. I'm like, we'll give you just anything. We just want the, all of you, the dream team. It, it, it's a ballsy move. Like, they have all the faith in the world in this movie, presumably. Because I think there's some fact that Netflix don't make a profit or something like that. Yeah, I think I read that as well. But they're just worth money. Is the is the is the, <laughs> they're, the like, they're rationale just worth money, of it? Like me and yourself. Just just natural money makers. Yeah, natural. And so this is their way to just basically be like, we're Netflix. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting. I think I'm surprised that more things haven't been released straight to streaming. Um. Right. But I th- do you I think, think this will start a trend of the biggest directors in the world? We've been saying it for a few years, but the biggest directors in the world and the biggest actors just going to Netflix. But there, I think there's just too much money in Hollywood and in big budget movies when cinemas are open. Yeah, see, I think you'll always have people that would just like going to cinemas, say. Um, but I think, how, how am I going to put this? I think this is the year things might start changing because last year we had like The Irishman and things like that, which were Netflix movies, but they did get a theatrical release, um, yeah. which made them eligible for, say, the Academy Awards. But this year they're they're allowing movies that went straight to streaming into the Academy Awards because it wouldn't be fair otherwise, really. Yeah, and I think this is probably going... This is like the biggest Trump card ever. Just to pull across, like, these are the star players, if you're going to bring them into the team. Yeah, like, all of them have proved that they're, they can make quote-unquote real movies. So now, mm. like, let's, let's turn that on to, like, the Netflix, uh, look at, look, let's look at it through the lens of Netflix and see how good the movie is. Yeah, 
Uh, okay, we're going to move on to the creator of Deadpool, um, Rob Liefeld, who says he doesn't think that there will be a third movie. Now, he has given two big quotes here that we're going to cover. But first of all, he has said that he doesn't think a third movie will happen in the universe. Now, of course, Fox owned Deadpool and everything to do with him. And they were bought out by Disney. And Disney owned MC- the MCU. Uh, so that's a whole confusing situation. But Deadpool had one. It had two. And so they were saying, obviously, you've Reynolds there. You're thinking, we're going to do a third one. But now it's all a bit hazy with the buying out and all this. Uh, Rob Liefeld, who is the character's creator, has kind of come out and said there probably won't be another Deadpool in that format, even though they were kind of still holding out hope up until this point. And I suppose he would be the man to know. Yeah, I I don't know how um, how much input he has in, like, you know, the the actual future of what Disney want to do with the character. Yeah. But in terms of he probably won't work in this scenario, I think he'd have a fairly good understanding of, like, staying true to the character and what would work for the character. I'm kind of baffled by it because I think Deadpool's the perfect one to, like, you know, to reintroduce some of the elements of the Fox universe. How so? Because he can acknowledge that it's weird. Yeah, that there's been, like, several different characters and who the fuck are these guys and why weren't we in this universe before? Yeah, and, like, I don't know. It's it's tough because you have to walk a line with that where it has to... It it has to work with with the the characters he's on screen with. He couldn't just show up in Endgame, say, and be like, what's going on, everyone? But he could, but you could have a joke where he's like, "I was in the battle," and like then they just show a flashback of the battle, and he's just like they've they photoshopped him in that, to the yeah. very back of the the people. That would be perfect. That I I'm surprised that hasn't come out already. Yeah, um, like that's that's classic him going. I was helping. Like you just didn't see me. Yeah, but and if you like, you could also just have him walk up one day. And just be like, hey, I'm Deadpool, I would like to join the Avengers. And 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 then you have the conversation of like, okay, give what 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 have you done in the past? And then he says, I Well the invisible man <laughs> who's played by Brad Pitt. <laughs> well the the electricity pole killed him technically. Sorry, yes, the electricity pole did a lot of the work. Um, but but you have him reference like well it, it it didn't happen anymore but I did this and it's have this have that be the self referential moment not the entire movie just have, have would you have go- would you have um, them come in say from a different universe with Doctor Strange or are you saying they were always in that universe? Um, I don't know. I think see uh, like Deadpool has his little time travel doohickey which presumably you could write that it lets him hop dimensions as well um, I think the multiverse of madness might be the way to like float it I think it would be funny as if we brought in like the Fantastic Four or something and then they left Deadpool behind and he just worked his way in over the course of a movie oh so like he's just trying to get back there yeah like I, that like that could be one way to do it. It's hard to know because if you bring Deadpool in first, 
how, how, how do I put this? He can't decapitate anyone uh, and yes. kick their head into another man. He can't be Deadpool anymore. No. Be- because these are different movies and they've set different rules. And it's a different company. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine Captain America and then that Deadpool. Like, that Deadpool in Deadpool 1 chopped the guy's head off and then as it was falling, kicked it into another guy's face. Yeah, I don't think... But, but, but yeah, like, you could have Deadpool be frustrated at that. Yeah, like, he's trying to be PG-13. Yeah, and he he's trying to swear and he's... Maybe, maybe have the actual sensor sound in. Or just have, like, there's always a car or something. Or, like, something always goes off when he swears. Yeah, and it's not just the swearing. It's literally everything about Deadpool is... <laughs> literally his whole character. Is, uh, he's just offensive. But... Yeah. I don't... I, like, he also said, um, by the way, Rob Liefeld has also said that he believes Cable can carry a film franchise without Deadpool. Is what he's come out to say. Now, obviously, he has a great love for these characters... But, like, he says that he thinks Cable can carry a film, which I'm not too sure on that one. No, I think I think the Cable we've seen so far on in film form is too serious. For, or t- not even too serious, because he does crack jokes, but he's, he's too edgy and broody for his own film. I think he needs, yeah, like, the little comic... comic uh, what's it called? Comic relief of Deadpool. You need um, Nelson and Martin Prince, like, walking down the town with Nelson skipping, or Martin Pr- skipping around him. Like, that's it, you need Deadpool and Cable as a duo, really. Yeah, and Cable, like, he, he, he does have comics on his own and everything. But, but, but comics are different, you can do, like, it's a different form of telling the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I just thought that was interesting, just in regards to Deadpool, what he could bring to the MCU, maybe. And obviously, it'd be mad not to bring in Reynolds. Like, if you have Ryan Reynolds there as Deadpool, like, you're just flushing money down the drain by not casting him, if you're going to bring Deadpool in. Oh, yeah, like, the, the I, people would riot if Ryan Reynolds was not Deadpool at this point. <laughs> Imagine they cast him again. Oh. We've cast him as RDJ. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> hmm, conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> um, we have, we're moving on now to a rumour, Sean. The rumour mill is going wild. Now, Ooh. this rumour may or may not have some legs. We don't know for sure. That is why it's a rumour. So, it's yay or nay for yourself. I have this. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Disney Plus series, may have... Hayden Christensen returning as Anakin All in about the it. Disney Plus series. Give it to me. I want right. it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it is, is, there, a is there a further I question? Don't, I, I don't want to get you excited. I'm just saying it is a rumour, but not only will he be in a one-off appearance, it is rumoured that he has closed the deal to the return in the Obi-Wan series as more than a cameo, as a series regular. Beautiful. this leads to a whole host of other theories, questions, all of it. My first question is, Sean, why did Obi-Wan not change his name when he was into the hiding? I don't understand it. He uses the, um, like, the Japanese styling of naming yourself. (laughs) All right. So, Obi-Wan, like, his first name would be Kenobi, and Obi-Wan would be his last name. 
Ah, right. Interesting. So <laughs> don't he, know if that's well, true. That's clever. <laughs> no, I was willing to go with you though. I was willing to really. That's step one. Surely, just change your name. Just even the last name. Not sure. Did he? It, he never told anyone his last name. He's he, he's <laughs> just always people always thought one was his last name. <laughs> Obi Wan, well, look, fair play. Um, what do you feel about Hayden Christensen coming back as Anakin Skywalker? I think it'd be great because some of the best, like, expanded universe and stuff outside of the Star Wars movies that's quite good is mm. the quiet moments of Darth Vader being on his own and just being a miserable, angry, broken man. Um,. So I think, that, and I and I think Hayden Christensen's a good actor. I just think George Lucas can't write dialogue very well. I don't think Hayden Christensen is a good actor. I would say, but I wouldn't say he's a bad one. I just think he's 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 a he's a lovely man, and I'm sure he's he's a fine actor. Um, he's not Tom Hanks, but he's not meant to be that. It's he's as good as the material that he's in. Whereas, like, say if you've got a great actor, he's gonna like make the material better than it is. But I think Hayden Christensen needs good quality content or whatever he's saying. But of course, you're stuck with George Lucas. Sand is coarse and it gets everywhere. It's very hard. Oh, you give me one actor that could say that line without sounding dumb. Exactly. Like, I, I see. I also think if, like, if you give the Mandalorian treatment to this Obi Wan show, that's going to be incredible. Like, and you have like you have. If I don't think he'll ever interact with Obi. Uh, I, sorry, I'm getting confused here. I don't think Anakin and Obi Wan will ever interact in the series, but they could still act opposite each other in a way. If you get me, like if you're like cutting you, back and forth yeah. between those two, the way they handle situations is going to be drastically different. Um, it was rumoured that this would be announced at the Star Wars celebration, which was originally scheduled for August, but that was cancelled um, there a few weeks ago. So this is kind of their way. Once again, this is not confirmed. I'm just throwing it out there that this could be... It, it would be pretty major if it was, because just imagine the fanfare if you got a seed with Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen, and Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan. Oh, that would, like it would be unreal. Yeah, it would, it would, and it would make so many people so happy. Which, and <laughs> and that's that's the best thing. To, obviously, you don't really want to do anything just for the Easter egg nostalgia of it all. But sometimes things are cool, <laughs> and just do things that are cool. Yeah, like, and Hayden Christensen did come back for Rise of Skywalker, technically. Uh, t- very loosely, yes. But but still came back. He's still involved in it somehow. Would so you I'm... take uh, Hayden Christensen? Would he have to take his mask off? <sighs> see, I don't know because mm. see, because if he's just in the mask, it's just James Earl Jones, really. True. Um, I like. I think the more interesting stuff is when he's like in a Bacta tank, limbless, and and just. Full of anger, like, like he's just the most just angry man. Piss and vinegar, like that's all he is. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, 
I, I want to see it because I think it would be cool. And that's the only it, justification it, I can and give. And it would be a cool, it would be a cool uh, exploration, say, of their relationship after that. Like, we've only seen up until that point. Obviously, number three is probably the best of that lot, um, of the three. Yeah. So, it would be interesting to see where they go from there. Maybe they, see, it would be the ultimate cock tease if they just never met. <laughs> they were just in the series and they just never actually encountered each other ever. I don't think they will. I don't think that'll happen. Right. And so it'll just be two shots. I will just be like putting them together in their heads. There'll be a YouTube montage set to like romantic music of the two of them back to back. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. And that's what all the ads are going to be as well. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be great. So that is our rumour of the week. Let's see if it pays off. Um, If it doesn't, Sean, you are kicked off the show. Excellent. I'm sad to say that. (laughs) Damn no if it doesn't have I'm kicked off the- yes perfect oh no but we're, but we're moving on to uh, news you mentioned kind of something like this earlier on and that is um, the fact that if a movie is made for 200 million dollars it needs yeah. to make 400 million dollars to break even well Tenet we have Tenet ah, news Sean Tenet um, news has come out that this movie will need to make 800 million dollars in theatres to break even Oh, to break even. Now, I don't want to say this is a poor time to release in theatres. I'll just say probably not the most advantageous time to release anything in a small space or enclosure. No, I don't think so. Uh, like, <laughs> Tenet, I, I saw just before the show started, It's it's been pushed back. Like, it, it, like it's not August anymore, I don't think. No, it keeps getting pushed back. The whole thing is just... It's constantly being pushed back every single week. Like, it's... It's never going to make it... Until you invent a time machine and go back to... You know, July 2019. It's never going to make a a billion. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong on that. They would never... They're not going to release it in some areas and not release it in others because I think Nolan is very like, oh, that'll give away the plot. Like, there'll be spoilers. Say if it released in Europe but didn't release in Asia or vice versa. Like, the minute it releases in China, those spoilers are on the internet forever. And I think Nolan would be very like, no, it has to release same night everywhere. Yeah, you're right there. That is like he he he'd be more about the experience than the money. Yeah, and so in regards to that, that's why it keeps being delayed. Because like, if we can't release it to everywhere, then there's no point in releasing it. But the more times you push it back, I don't know if this movie's going to make a hundred million dollars unless it comes out at the perfect time that people are like, cannot wait to get back out. I just want to go see a movie, and that's the only way that this could save that. But a lot, of, a lot of like the locations that are opening back up are still under restrictions. So presumably, cinemas are going to have to separate at least every seat. Like it was going to have to be a seat between everyone, unless so you arrive together. Audience. Yeah, but you're also like you're not yeah, going to show up with eighty yeah. people to a cinema if you get me. No, because then, but then you're gonna. The opposite of that would be that you could just show the same movie in seven different screens. Like, like that's true as well. But then you have to hire more staff. True, like you have to have which more would put more people day. in the building. Yeah. Now, the the the, the obvious like 
conversation that comes up is would he not just put it on streaming? Nolan's not going to put it on streaming. No, never. Um, never. Now the 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 first film to go that to like not have a box office release, but to go straight to streaming was Trolls World Tour. I don't know if you know oh, this. Oh yeah, everyone's favourite, yeah. Everyone's favourite Trolls World Tour. That was made on a budget of uh, between 90 and $110 million. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it made nearly $100 million, uh in three weeks of on-demand rentals. Jesus. Now, they were $20 thought- a ticket, but... <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. But, yeah, but I can, I can see that also... If what's even going to hold this back further from being released in cinemas is that it's two hours and two and a half hours long, or 149 minutes, just show you 150 minutes long, right? Yeah. Which means that there's some rules, say, in some Chinese cinemas that you can only sit down for say two hours, or two hours and 15 minutes in yeah, the I one know spot. That, I know that's how it works here in Ireland for like restaurants and stuff. That it's you're 90 minutes in a location. It, yeah, 90 minutes in and out, which makes up a whole other host of problems. If it's two and a half hours, how is that going to work? I think there's a lot of things that are working against this making $800 million to break even. Yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But how long can they delay it? Before, like, I, well, I suppose, like, how many films are already delayed? Well, speaking of delayed film, Sean, we're moving on to our last story now in a second. Oh my god. <laughs> our big story of the week is finally, we've had a teaser trailer, finally. I know you've been dying to get another sweet, sweet taste, Sean, of the new Mutants universe. <sighs> Just when you think we're out, I've been they drag us back for news. In. I mean, it's it's that kind of week that I'm just like, you know what I need? Some more New Mutants content. A movie that was meant to come out, I could only assume, in 2004. It is still not out. Um, we were all not bored when it was made, and we will yep. all probably be long dead when it arrives. But we have the first, not first, <laughs> we have the 17th the first. teaser trailer. <laughs> just want to make that clear. Definitely not the first. It's the 17th teaser trailer for, I mean, could we say Oscar-worthy? The New Mutants, the X-Men spin-off. Sean, do you want to talk us through what has gone on with this movie so far? Or does everybody already know I think this movie's ev- a shit show? Everyone already knows, but here's the thing. After Logan came out, they decided, hey, we're going to make a series called The New Mutants. It's going to have a whole new cast of mutants, and it's going to be... Uh, a horror movie because they were doing this thing at the time where every X-Men movie was going to be a weird subgenre and everyone was like cool and that was 2016 and then mm. uh, 2017 rolled around and it, it had a bunch of delays and reshoots and then it just stopped for a while and then news came out that they scheduled reshoots but no one turned up <laughs> <laughs> and so it was postponed and then it was re-edited and then Fox mm. was bought by Disney, so no one knew what was going to happen. And then yeah. Dark Phoenix did really awfully. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then we got a trailer, and then it got delayed, and mm. then we got another trailer, and then uh, it got delayed. Uh, the virus happened. Yeah. And then it was meant to come out, uh, I think. It's coming out next month. It's coming out next it's month. It's locked in, Sean. It's, it's locked, locked in. in. It's coming and out now, next month. Now they have a whole panel at Comic-Con at home. <laughs> 
they do. Comic Con at home, they are having a new mutants battle at this fucking thing. It's going to be coming out August twenty eighth, so a month and a week from this date. Good God! Like, yes. and also, uh, we were we were talking about the the amount of time you can stay in the theater just now. Uh, the runtime of New Mutants is ninety four minutes. I mean, that's in and out. I think that's, that's going to get a lot of money. That is brisk. <laughs> that is brisk. To be fair, right? A lot of the movie in the 17 trailers has already been shown. So sometimes, or eventually, they're going to run out of content to show us in these teaser trailers. But we have had a teaser trailer, Sean. What were your thoughts on it? You've seen it. I'm sure it's still fresh in your mind, having yeah. seen it and thinking, this looks amazing. It is a minute long. Hmm. Um, and it just, it's, look, we see more mutanty stuff than we've ever seen in, in any of the previous media, but mm. it's, well, my, my main critique of it is that it's, a, it's not really very horror-y, is it? Like, it's, it's like, um, the horror movie that came out, I was about to say earlier this year. It, it could have been last year. Time means nothing these days. What was the movie? It was a hotel something where uh, all your nightmares came true. Oh, like yeah, All your yeah. dreams came true and then all your nightmares came true. Yeah, but also all of their nightmares seem to be vaguely humanoid creatures with spooky hands. True. But that's easy to do in a prop department. True. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it, it feels like they lost... I feel like... Uh, they had this really cool idea for a horror movie and then it's just slowly been whittled away down to the most basic of horror. I think it's going to be very jump scary horror. I don't think there's anything that's going to mess with you here. It even stars Game of Thrones, possibly season four, Maisie Williams. Back when it was Um, good. Back when it was good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, what's that, season five maybe? This is when she filmed this. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is in this. Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things is in it. I mean, you also have Antonio Banderas. Um, but the whole idea is that there's all of these mutants sent to this hospital. Um, they are, Or this asylum, I should say. They all have magical powers. In this, in this teaser trailer, we see a limbo dimension. There's also no yeah. release date said in the trailer. Now, Sean, what is the limbo dimension, first of all? Well, that's, um, I believe, that's uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's character. She's she's called Magic, and yeah. she has sorcery powers. So she can, um, she can use, like, she can make, like, teleportation portal things, and she can also manifest something called the Soul Sword, so she can hold a big sword, and she has a dragon. That's her thing. Fuck it. I mean, that's pretty good. To be fair, I wouldn't fuck with her. Oh, and she's Colossus's sister as well. Oh, even better. Ileana Rasputin. That's it. Yeah. So Um, she's the Scarlet Witch of the bunch. (laughs) Is she? Interesting. Right, so Maisie Williams plays Rain Sinclair, who is a Scottish mutant mutant with the ability to transform into a wolf-like creature. Uh, Charlie Heaton is Sam Guthrie. He's a powerful American mutant with explosive abilities. Blue Hunt as Danielle Moonstar. So far, these names are amazing. You've got Rasputin, yeah. Rain Sinclair, um, Sam Guthrie. Sam Guthrie's a bit of a letdown. Um, and Danielle <laughs> Moonstar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she can do... Um, she, she can make illusions out of fears and desires of people. 
interesting. That might come up later. I would say <laughs> but, so. Um, the main thing in this is the fact that it has no release date in the teaser trailer, which intrigued me and also made me laugh because this movie, it's technically meant to come out next month. No, tra- no, no teaser release in the teaser trailer, Sean. Could we be looking at another pushback? Pushback or announcement of streaming? I Which, think announcement of streaming, surely at this point. Surely it'd have to be. Just put it out there. Mm. Like, put it on Disney Plus. You know, and, ju- and just leave it go. This movie was meant to originally hit theaters in March of 2018. Oh boy. <laughs> Simpler times. Simpler times. Uh, but yeah, the teaser trailer came out. It looks, I mean, it looks cool. It does look cool. All the things are there. If this, if we didn't know the behind the scenes, I think I would look at this and go, that's an interesting way to go about this X-Men universe kind of thing. If we had got this back in 2018, it might have been cool. But I yeah. think it's just, it's so cursed at this point. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for Movie Mondays this week, Sean. Is, is it really? Is it, it is really, yes. <laughs> well, well, lads, I have certainly enjoyed myself. I hope you all have too. <laughs> I have not. Oh, um, God, I'm sorry, Connor. Do you, do you, do you want to take us out? <laughs> yes, thank you, everyone, for listening. I, do, I genuinely hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening yeah. to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank, uh, big thank you uh, to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. Uh, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, and Ryan Evanson. You are all the best people. Thank you all so, so much for A continuing. big thank you to you. A big thank you. <laughs> so, th- so thank you all so, so much. You are all uh, heroes, but not for mm. hire. You're, you're gainfully oh. employed. Well done for you. Jesus. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show, uh, we are on all the social medias. Facebook, Here's for Hire podcast. Instagram, Here's for Hire podcast. Uh, Twitter, at Here's for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Or you can email us, Here's for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. But other than that, just tell one human being that we exist just the one but I think that's about it Connor that is that is it Sean so I've been Connor Lawler I've been Sean Mean. and we'll see you next week guys bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.